right, welcome back to Holzer Talk. This is episode nine. I'm Sarah Starcher, and on today's episode, we get to sit down and chat with Sarah Lowry. Sarah is a training and organizational development specialist, as well as my co-host on Holzer Talk. And on today's episode, Sarah talks to us about her years of service here at Holzer, as well as um, her different certifications that she has and classes that she likes to offer. So I really hope you enjoy so getting to hear off, her side of the story. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your, you know, your background and what your Holzer story is. Okay. Uh, well, I am married. I am from and live currently in Jackson County, Ohio. Uh, I come from a big family of healthcare workers, um, nursing. <laughs> so I am the odd person out. Uh, for, as far as my Holzer story goes, I have a degree and background in social services. So in 2013, I was hired at Holzer Senior Care Center to do social services. And I was there for probably six years uh, before I transferred to this department. And we, I was a couple different things at senior care. I was social services, and then it went to more of admissions slash social services. And at the end, I was strictly admissions. So um, I did that for a while before I transferred. And now I'm here. So I, in September, so a couple months from now, I will have three years in the training and organizational development department. Very nice. So yeah. how do you think that your background in social services carries over into your role as a trainer here? Well, uh, my empathy is very high. That's something I'm very aware, <laughs> aware of, <laughs> almost to a fault. So I get pulled in a lot of customer service, patient experience projects, um, because I do, it's very easy for me to switch to, well, how does that make the patient feel? Or we've had several projects of how does that make our staff feel? And that's very important to how we train. Because if you're sitting in my training and you get the vibe that I don't care how you feel, I mean, how receptive are you really going to be? Right, exactly. So um, it, I use it a lot. Like you wouldn't think you would, right? But I, I do. Um, in every training that I do, I think about how does this affect the end user and even if it's something technical, like Cornerstone or our EMRs, I still, I, I fight and I get very riled up <laughs> if things don't work the way they're supposed to, because I want the end user to have a good experience. Right. Yeah. Right. So I use it quite a bit. Yeah. Empathy, the unsung hero. <laughs> it can be a bad thing. I mean, if, you, if you're focused too much, you have to really balance yourself. Right. If you're focused too much on the end user and not what needs to be trained... You don't want to go too much into that people-pleasing realm. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, so you're big into empathy. Is that what you would say, like, every one of your trainings must have? Or what is one thing that every one of your trainings must have? Like, what do you like to include? Um, there are two things that I think every one of my trainings have, even if it's something technical, which is empathy. When I'm building it, of course, like I said, I, I want to be sure that the end user has a positive experience. The other thing is always humor. If I feel like if I can make you laugh just once, your guard's down a little bit. So uh, when we're talking about things that are not necessarily pleasant, 
uh, patient experiences sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, if we have angry patients or um, customer service in general, a lot of people put their guard up and say, I already know how to treat our customers. When maybe the data we're getting back says, maybe you don't. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> right. Or maybe there's some room for improvement. Maybe right. it's not terrible, but, you know, and so when I, we're training like these culture classes, um, I always make a point to say, um, you know, when you're sharing your own customer service experience, you have the opportunity to make your patient feel the exactly same way or your customers. Cause you know, we're not patient facing necessarily. So when I'm training and I'm like, you know, you guys are my customers. So if I'm not providing a great service, how's that going to make you feel? Right. So yeah. So empathy definitely in humor because I like people to feel like they can talk to me and not that I'm, they're being talked at. Right. Yeah. yeah. It makes it more engaging, more conversational too. Absolutely. Safe space for everyone, right. you know, <laughs> but really it does. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that because whenever I first started here, that was one thing that I heard you say in one of your trainings about like, you guys are my customers because I'm not patient-based and I've stolen that from you. And I say it all the time too, because <laughs> you know, it does, it puts people in perspective because because I think when we are training culture and it's throughout the whole organization, mm-hmm. like, you know, people in different departments are like, well, I don't even work with patients. Right. So like, yeah, it's important for us to make that point. Like, think about who your customers are, you know, who would be your version of your patients. So. And it's interesting for us because our customers, obviously, mostly are our colleagues mm-hmm. in the health system, but they're all the way up. So, I mean, like you're training like entry level, and, you know, and I've had an executive vice president in one of my culture sessions Uh and they're still as much as my customer as that entry level. So we have such a range of people we talk to Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, you have to have, it has to be consistent. Yes. So. Yeah. And you have to be able to reach all members of your audience, which can be kind of challenging at times, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I had one of um, our executive vice presidents in one of my trainings, too, and he really challenged my thinking on one thing. So I was like, you know, now I have a story to share Absolutely. on how, like, I'm trying to challenge everyone else's thinking, but he challenged me back, and I love that. So, yeah, yeah because that's a conversation starter. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So I, I do try to include that in mine as well. So what's one misconception or maybe more than one, but what is a misconception that people have when you tell them about what you do? The public or our, um, let's do both like public or, well, I have a funny story about people outside of our organization. So it was one of my husband's friends and he asked me what I did for a living. And I said, well, my job title is training. And I said, OD specialist. And he was like, oh, so you train nurses on how to handle overdoses. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, that's the way out of my realm. I, I would even know where to begin with that. Um, but, you know, I've had a couple of those conversations with people outside of the organization of, you know, what does that mean? Yeah. And I said, well, you know, it's, it's not as, it's not black and white. So, you know, I might be, or, you know, I've been on a lean project and, I've had to maybe work a third shift, right? Because when we're observing, you have to be there when the employees are there, mm-hmm. when the process is happening. And they'll be like, you you don't get off at five? <laughs> well, no. I mean, if, if we're looking at something that happens at midnight, I have to see it. Yeah. So my schedule, you know, isn't always Monday through Friday, eight to five. Yeah. Um, but as far as inside the organization, 
I think, and it may be have set up this way in years past, um, way back, but they, I think a lot of people think I only do a couple things. And so Cornerstone is one big one. Um, I'll have people reach out to me and, and say, you know, I'm having issues. And of course I'm going to provide that customer service, but I might not be available at that specific point in time to hop on a call and do that (laughs) because I might be training culture. I might be on a lean project. I might be mapping out something in the war room, you know, with our post-it notes and, and everything. And, uh, or I might be at a conference learning how to, um, improve my training gamification or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people get a little frustrated. Um, or I might have somebody who thinks that I, yeah, I train, but the only thing I train is the EMR. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have someone coming tomorrow and I'm like, you know, we'll do the best we can, of course, Mm -hmm. but we can't always. Right. We always try to meet those needs, but sometimes, you know, we have other commitments in our schedules. And I think that's because our job title is so, or the job description, I should say, is so big. Mm -hmm. It's not just training and it's not just organizational development. So I might be, you know, of course, Neo Weeks, everybody's training. Right. So that week I might be training new employees, nurses, and a physician. But then the next week I might be creating a murder mystery game for a department (laughs) or, you know, or our retreat or our um, team building activities because, you know, we we test all of those here before we roll them out. So it's just not one thing that we do yeah and it's a little challenging for us as trainers because that is the misconception like when we think of our clinical people like if we send them a message or call them it's like oh they're with a patient or oh they've got you know they're busy but then with us where you know we have a little bit of a different role within the health system you know that is a challenge for us I think yeah so um You've mentioned like, you know, lean projects and some different team building. So what kind of like certifications and stuff do you actually have that you can offer? Like what kind of services? Oh, um, since joining this department, I do have a Lean Six Sigma green belt. So that's the process improvement lean projects that we've been involved in. Um, I am an EQ coach, emotional intelligence coach, and I, you know, we don't do that nearly as much at least yet, it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, relatively new to our health system. Um, the Cornerstone Administrator, there's a certificate that was attached to that. Um, I do have a, a certificate, which is like three years old. It's one of the first things that, that Gail had me do when I joined in gamification. So I went to a conference and we, um, I think it was two days, and we talked about all the different resources that we have to make training into a game to make it fun. Um, So I technically have a certificate in that. Um, So just little things that, uh, now that Lean Six Sigma was a pretty big take on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so was actually the EQ coaching. Um, But the the little things like that that I have. Yeah, so we have a lot of different things that we can offer to people within the organization that just kind of backs up what we've been saying. Like we wear a lot of different hats. Right. And right. Yeah. And so, and I know other people in our department have some 
other like we're all very diverse and it's mm-hmm. like we may have you know a couple eq coaches but then we have you know someone that's certified in disc and like myers-briggs and things like that yep. too so yeah we're pretty well-rounded and keep you know we want to keep developing we're part of organizational development mm-hmm. so you know we're always looking for new things right and it's, it's a benefit for us um as trainers too because i might come to the the team and say this is the project i have from you know an eq standpoint this is what i think should happen and someone who's disc certified that says have you thought about this Mm -hmm. and they're taking from that disc certification yeah rather than the eq side and then we've come up with something that really fits the the customer's needs yes yeah Yeah. really meets the ask Yeah, yeah absolutely all right so my last question for you is what is your favorite project that you've worked on or you've been a lead on here and why? So part of organizational development is sometimes departments will ask us to help with some team building. They might have had like a really stressful time or going through a lot of change and they want to build some some connections. Yeah. So we were asked to do that um shortly after you came on board and we kind of decided to make it a game because again I'm big in gamification um and we created a murder mystery um I think we've created two Mm -hmm. and the the reason why one because the people that actually participated loved it they had so much fun but so you see the result but I think it, the, the best part about it for me personally is how creative I get to be. Mm. We had never done it before, so we could do whatever we wanted with it. Build it from the ground up. That's right. <laughs> and if it didn't work, that was okay. Yeah. Because we could just fix it. But I was allowed to be creative in a way that a normal social service role isn't allowed right. to be creative. <laughs> right. You know, so we were talking about you know, we had combination locks and lock boxes and puzzles you had to put together. And, you know, we created newspaper clippings and all this stuff to go in this crime box. And it was, it was success. I mean, when we trialed it with our team, they loved it Mm -hmm. and they really kind of actually spiraled in the wrong direction, (laughs) but they were, they were laughing, they were thinking, they were, um, really putting together to try to solve this crime right and kind of and you kind of see you make the point you know after of we all have different strengths and you saw that Mm -hmm. you had someone that was really good at putting the puzzles together but you had someone that really struggled so you let that person that has a strength thrive right and you see the you know okay well i'm not good at that but i i think i figured out the numbers yes the combination Mm -hmm. so you really got to see one, how someone thinks in a fun environment. Right. But you also got to see um, people's strengths mm-hmm. that maybe they didn't know was a strength. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I, I loved what, like, getting to see all of their different theories and, like, how everybody yeah. kind of came to their own conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Had to decide, yeah. you know, how it was going to go. And I think one of, I think one thing that makes it so great is that, like, we took the time to take in like the departments that asked for it and like take their own employees and incorporate them into the game, which made it, you know, more personal, you know, more personal and more fun for them too. Right. So, right. Yeah. Because it it was funny with, um, 
And it was also, that's the other thing that was funny. Yes, exactly. You know, if, again, if, if you can have a training, even if it's something somewhat serious, but obviously with the team building, it's not super serious atmosphere. But if they can laugh, their guard is down. Right. And you can really start making a connection. Right. So there were things in there that we intentionally made just outlandishly funny. Yes. And they didn't really mean anything yeah. in the actual murder mystery. Right. But they were clues that were just out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And they were funny. They were funny. Yeah. And just the outlandish and outrageousness of people and seeing their coworkers in that light, like, oh, you have a love of sea turtles. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know. So I did that was that was a really fun project. It was. And we got we got to do what, three times, mm-hmm. if you include ours in two different boxes. Yeah. 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 So it's really something I hope that we can continue to build yes. off of. Yeah. yeah. So if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. And you want you want a murder mystery box about your department, call me. <laughs> and we'll get it set up for you. Yes, for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the questions I have for you today. Okay. So I'm so glad that you were able to be here and we got this recorded and can... Yeah. You know, it was fun. Put it down there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you.